A very good morning. It is uh, 17 minutes past eight. Money Talk with James Ross. And I'm pleased to welcome to uh, our studio our guests this morning. And first of all, Andrew Ferris, CEO at Ecognosis Advisory. Uh, good morning, Andrew. Uh, good morning. And also uh, Frederick Chu, who is Managing Director at Magnum Research. Good morning, Frederick. Good morning, Jens. So it's been uh, a week of interest rate rises again. Uh, looking back on the week, Frederick, how, how, how have you seen this week? Yeah, I, I think the 25 basis point, it's, um, it's uh, not, not really something that surprises the market. It's actually on what the aftermath, the Fed will be taking on the, um, you know, the uh, monetary policy. Um, it, it's, it's a good sign that we, we're seeing, you know, the, um, the, the, the inflation year on year is, is actually, you know, going, going more stable. Uh, we're waiting for the um, March figure to come out next week. But then from, from the previous uh, couple of months, we're seeing a downward trend. And uh, when, the, when the interest high range just kept at uh, you know 5.25 right now it's, it seems to be you know more, more reasonable for for the fed to uh, you know um kind of like uh, uh, you know put a hold on on the on the interest rate rise um but then um when when the us is stepping into a recession i mean our previous sessions we, we also mentioned about you know a delaying kind of like a, a slowdown in the economy and, and but you know we were seeing the labor market is still resilient so um it's it's really up to you know how the how the figures coming up in the in the q3 q4 uh but to be honest, um, the uh, you know uh, rate reduction for this year I, it doesn't seem to be so feasible at, at the moment, and you know that's why you're seeing the the capital markets are you know given a bit of pressure mm. uh, so far uh, these these few days. Andrew, have we seen the last of these uh, rate rises? Would you say? Well, there are two things here. First, increases in interest rates uh, impact the economy and particularly aggregate demand with a. With a delay, uh, you know, depending on whom you are listening to and what you are reading, uh, it can be up to six months. Right now, what are you reading? Uh, what am I reading? <laughs> oh, practically everything, and uh, I'm, I'm afraid I, I, I remember very little of that. Um, the interest rates right now, it's at 5%. Inflation, it's at 5%. So mm. we are having zero real interest rates for the first time for a very long time. Mm. Now, for the inflation to come down to 2%, which is what the Fed is, uh, is, is planning, does not mean that we need to have another 5 percentage points increase because the 5 percentage points increase we have seen so far when the Fed started from effectively zero to bring it up to 5 are working their way through. They're working their way through very, very quietly, and uh, this is the aspect where... Does the Fed lose patience or does it lose its nerve? And if within the first, the next two to three months, we don't see inflation coming down, then they will go for another increase. Because these two things are not really in step, are they? As interest rates rise, um, inflation doesn't automatically come down, does it? Well, uh, this is what I just said. The, depending where, do, where and what you read, the gap can be as much as six months. So the answer is, is yes. So the Fed has, has already increased by 5 percentage points. Inflation started to come down from 8% uh, down now to 5 And, uh, well, as you say, they keep their fingers crossed. We're going to have labor numbers this, uh, this, this week, and that is important because a steady, strong uh, labor market implies that potentially the rest of the economy stays uh, relatively strong and therefore relatively less reasons why inflation will be coming down. The same thing has happened actually also with Lagarde and uh, the European Central mm. Bank that increased interest rates by a quarter 
And they said, well, perhaps we haven't finished yet. But remember, inflation in, uh, in the European Union was a completely different animal from the inflation in the uh, in United States. So I think it will be very unfair to say mm. the French, sorry, the, the European Union is doing that. Why doesn't the Fed? How, um, how connected, Frederick, do you see uh, the two parts of the world are? Well, there's more than two parts of the world, but in this case, uh, Europe and the U.S. Yeah, I do agree with Andrew that, you know, the inflation situation in the U.S. and, and Europe are completely different, to be honest. I mean, the Europe obviously have a much, um, you know, uh, well, the, the other way around, the U.S. has a more, you know, stronger, resilient economy than than the uh, the uh, the uh, Europe side for for the past couple of years during the pandemic, um, I, I you know I, I personally don't think the um, you know Europe it's sustainable on the scale, the same scale of, of rate increase uh, as as the U.S. Um, so you know I, I but you know the dilemma is they they kind of have to follow what the the U.S. is adopting on the on the monetary side, um, but then I, I do see if the if if this is the end for the U.S. U.S. to uh, stop raising rates, then that would be the same for the Europe. It only seems 24 hours ago or so that Jerome Powell was saying that the uh, the banking issues are at a conclusion um, with those three uh, banks that had failed being sorted out. But now PacWest, uh, another regional bank, is uh, just plummeting at the moment. Uh, are we going to see further uh, problems in the banking sector, would you say, Andrew? I'm afraid this depends very much what their asset structure and liability structure are like. And uh, there isn't a great degree of information as why PacWest and the rest of them are under pressure. The Silicon Valley was a very special case of an overloaded uh, government bonds asset side. Then the Fed was, uh, again, a, a separate case of overlending on the... Uh, uh, housing and property side. Mm. So I don't want to go immediately say, you know, every single bank is going to have a slightly different single cases. Now, whether the Fed and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation will step in again, having done that already four times, I just cannot see that uh, they would let go uh, if a bank as packaged with 30 billion uh, deposits. I know it sounds a great deal, but uh, it ranks very low on the scale of, uh, of regional banks. But nonetheless, uh, I, I have my doubts whether they will, uh, they will let go this time as well without doing something to, in terms of a rescue. As we look around the sort of current business, finance, economic world, we are seeing some uh, green shoots of uh, recovery. We think, you know, look, tourism uh, in the mainland looked like, looks like it was up. This golden week, retail sales in Hong Kong are up. We're seeing uh, the Apple iPhone um, boosting uh, Apple's earnings, uh, the oil giant Shell um, with bumper earnings. Are, are things you know, on the up, would you say, Frederick? Um, or is that, um, are we just looking at the wrong indicators? No, I, th I think it's, um, it, it, it's a real jump in, in terms of consumption, particularly for, you know, Ch Hong Kong, China, or, you know, greater China area. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's the first longer, longest uh, holiday since the, um, you know, complete open up of the pandemic, particularly Hong Kong and, and, and China. Uh, obviously, you know, from a broader uh, consumption space in China is, is still, you know, in the process of uh, picking up initially. Um, but I think that, you know, apart from, you know, 
real estate buying property could probably be uh, uh, still keeping slow. Um, but then on the uh, consumption of, let's say, luxury products, uh, uh, travels, um, that that's you know uh, you know is, is, has been quite solid that that, that we've seen. Uh, Hong Kong side as well. I mean, the the, the problem well, or, or the dilemma facing with Hong Kong is, you know, people are spending, uh, you know, um, uh, no doubt. But then, the, you know, in, in the past, you know, couple of times holidays, we see that people are more willing to spend outside of Hong Kong. And uh, you know, from from the uh, from the May first Golden Week, we see that you know, plus the travelers coming in and the, you know, people here in Hong Kong, they s- seems to be more uh, mm-hmm. tend to stay at home uh, during a long long weekend, for instance, and uh, you know, willing to do something else uh, 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 at home, which which is a good sign for the for the uh, mm-hmm. you know consumer market here. Andrew, you know, as we look uh, back over the first quarter and possibly forward towards, uh, um, you know, the, the, the second half of the year, how are you seeing stock markets around the, the region, around the world? You know, are we up, are we down? What, what's the feeling? I, I see stock markets and I'm afraid I, I almost feel like whipping. I'll tell you for something incredibly <laughs> simple. This is hardly Nobel Prize uh, quantitative analysis. I look at my Bloomberg screen. And uh, overwhelmingly, when I look at the major developed markets and then to Asia, practically everything is green. Green mm. in Bloomberg means they are up year to date in US dollar terms. Hello? Right. You know, for a year we had interest rates rising and the major central banks, except, I have to say, Japan and China mm. have not been increasing interest rates, but uh, let's say European Union and the Fed have been increasing interest rates. And this clearly didn't affect the equity markets, the only red ones is Malaya, Malaysia and Thailand. And these are having uh, elections uh, coming up very, very soon. And these are important elections. And until very recently, the other red was Hong Kong. And in the last few days, Hong Kong has switched into green. Now, you know, uh, taking color in pencils and say everything is green, so everything is fine, is just a very naive way of saying I'm very concerned that somehow the very steep increases in interest rates just didn't seem to have uh, an impact. Unless we're seeing an hiatus right now where, in fact, the stock markets believe in that strong inflation is very good for stocks. Mm. I, I, you know, it is, it is a reality uh, to, to, to be involved. Because otherwise, if you are asking me why on earth everything went up at the same that interest rates were hitting the highest levels in, in the 2000s, nothing was happening. So, Frederick, is that something that, uh, that you would agree with, that things are positive, uh, that that maybe is the message that uh, we, we should be putting out to investors? Yeah, ca- cautiously. Uh, I mean, our, our AI macro model uh, kind of suggests that, you know, because the economy is stepping into a um, contractual type of recession um, stage, so it's, it's probably going to put a little bit more weight on the on the um, equity side, uh, at least for the near term, for three to six months. Mm. Um, so you know, for the time being, we we might see things coming back later this year. But for the time being, I think what what we are constructing is it's um, on our investment side is, is to uh, keep it underweight on the equity and more on the short term bonds. Uh, but uh, you know, things could re- reverse uh, down down the road. Frederick Chu is Managing Director at Magnum Research and Andrew Farris is our regular on a Friday uh, CEO of eCognosis Advisory. Thank you very much to uh, both of you guys for coming in on the show today.